Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 404. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, the geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And how is everybody doing tonight? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I kind of agree, kind of, sort of, yeah. It, it's, 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 it's like that, so basically, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh god damn it, Theo. <laughs> We're off to a great start tonight, aren't we? And the, tra- and the podcast train has been derailed. Okay, alright, I'll get into that in in just a second, okay, alright, just so you know, we are live tonight, the week of April 30th, 2019, here on Twitch TV, we are here live Tuesdays at 9.30pm Eastern, and if you've missed an episode of ours, just head over to Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, prior episodes are still available for you to watch us, and you can also find us on various podcasting sites if you'd like to listen on the go. Um, again, you can find us here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. Uh, you can find us over at live.vognetwork.com through a pop-up viewer. And you can find us on the Discord, uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Join us there if you want to chat, hang out. If you have any cool uh, anime or cosplay news or something like that, you want to pass it along, by all means, post a link. We'd like to hear from you. So, i just like to know, uh, next up, um, how is everybody doing tonight? Yeah. Oh, it's like my computer's screwing up. So there's that. <sighs> what is it doing now? No, it's just being really slow. But I, I just put more memory into that machine, and I just put a, a faster drive in there. So I don't know. I think it's the interwebs. Again, and I'm hardwired in, so mm, I know the internet. The internet has been shitting itself lately, especially in the past couple hours. Well, I mean, I will say, I I was having um, issues. You know, I've always talked about how I've had various um, networking issues on Monday nights. You know, but it's been kind of quiet on my end, so. I'm thinking whatever was going on on Mondays, whatever throttling or whatever was going on, it's fine, so. Well, considering I can't load any of the uh, articles, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what? If it is that that Wi-Fi router, um, if you remember which cable it was, just unplug it and just call it a day. Uh, no, because then I lose Wi-Fi. Well, do you need Wi-Fi for the show? No, but the other people in the house need Wi-Fi. Uh, point taken. Point taken. 
we will figure this out one way or another for you. So, anywho. So, in regards to our chat room here on Twitch, DLX75 says, This is Jaleel White, a.k.a. Sonic the Hedgehog, and you're listening to Anime Jam Session on the VOG Network. <laughs> That's all I have to say. That and this. Because if I drank if I drank something else besides water, I might just start foaming at the mouth or something. I don't know. So anywho, uh, moving right along here. Um, what is up with? That's odd. I'm gonna close and reopen this. All right. Moving right along. Um, around the room. Um, how was your week? How was your day, Ari? Well, I got paid today, and all that overtime Achoo. I did got a. Put into my paycheck. Oh, I like the sound of that. Ever since I started this new job, I've been getting nothing but OT. Even with the garnishment, it was still a very healthy uh, paycheck, and I managed to, you know, get off the rent for this month without it, without any issue. All right. So, how long do you have? To, how long is this garnishing going for? It's uh, according to the paperwork. It's uh, uh, the exact word is. An amount that does not exceed 15% of the debtor's disposable pay for each pay period for the amount permitted by 15 U.S.C. 1673. And then it just goes on a bunch of other No, but I'm just saying how many weeks, shit. not how much, but how many weeks. Um, Until it's paid off. And uh, it's mm. if it keeps taking out that 15%, then uh, it's just going to keep going and going and going until it's finally paid off. Hmm. Well, it should say on the paperwork how long it's going to go for. If not, you can always call and find out. Yeah, but with uh, me taking overtime and whatnot, it's it's more hours work, so more more gross pay, more is it net pay or gross pay? It depends. Some some will take before taxes, some will take after taxes. It sucks more when they take after, you know. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, more money I make means more they take out, meaning it uh. It gets done quicker. I, to yeah. I totally get that. Yep. But yeah, tomorrow I'm definitely going to call them up and ask them why it's all my dead dad social security number. But enough about that. I also saw Endgame this past Saturday. Uh, so I've heard the official theme song to Avengers Endgame is Boys to Men Say Goodbye to Yesterday. <laughs> well, there's a spider harem going on, apparently. Mm. Because at one point, Spidey has about almost a dozen female superheroes, you know, just hovering over. And uh, Captain Marvel goes, "Hello, Peter. Do you have something for me?" Now, granted, you know it's a part of the plot that I'm not going to spoil, but <clears throat> you, know, you know, emotional fucking blender and all that. There was a point where uh, Cap actually references the the disastrous story where he was, where it was like he's a Hydra agent and he goes, "Hail Hydra." Yeah, but it was using context to uh, dupe some uh, shield uh, the shield folk that were uh, actually Hydra double agents and not for nothing. But this is all spoilers that should not be spoken about. Sorry, but let me just say the reactions were a mix of cheering, booing, applauding, and at least one person shouting, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And we'll just leave it at that because between you and me. I could give zero shits about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
and I understand I do have friends who do, and I'm saying in the aspect of I, I'm just not a fan of it. It is what it is. If you, if it's I've all already you, you spoiled myself for everything, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be a f- asshole I'm and a, spoil it for others. I'm at the point where if you're on my friends list, my inbox is open. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me. I don't care. But, you know. Um, let's yeah. see. What else did I do this week? Uh, that was about it, really. All right. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, boring work. Um, absolutely nothing except nothing, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Uh, that's basically it. That's good. I'm getting ready for this weekend. Uh, what's this weekend? Uh, this coming weekend is May 4th. So, so it's Star Wars Day. So may the Schwartz be with you. Yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, Saturday is also Free Comic Book Day. And then, you know, the excuse holiday to drink. Mm. One tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. Mm. Alright, so my weekend is, is the usual. Um, I went to Ca- Except I went to Castle Point, and I will be talking about that um, in a few minutes. Other than that, my week's been pretty good. Just work, just busting tail at work, you know, getting things going, getting praise, which I'm very appreciative of. And I will say that I got some amazing photos this weekend, and I'm really looking forward to working on them and editing them. That's basically has been uh, our weekend day. So moving right along to um, housekeeping news. Um, we'll st- we still have new episodes here every Tuesday. Um, we might do something for the fourth. Have it. De- I mean, for Memorial Day. Have it decided. We'll figure something out one way or the other. Um, I think there's a con that weekend, so we'll see. Yeah, there's a con that Saturday. Yep. Actually, they actually posted. The location is actually not bad. It's kind of interesting. No, and it doesn't start until 12, so it means not even having to get up early. I'm yeah. actually about, all, I'm about that life, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as a side note, to go back to our chat room, uh, TheoX75 says, the next Versus game is going to be Marvel Cinematic Universe versus Capcom. So, in other words, it's Street Fighter the movie the game with semi-shitty CG graphics. Oh, God, don't even fucking bring that up. Uh, Anywho. That game was such jank. Yes, I know. And there have been gaming tournaments where people have used uh, that game. Poor bastards. I know. And now we move on to the part of the show I do enjoy. Um, The weekly shirt and plush. this is the part of the show where we all show off something geeky or nerdy. Um, I'm probably going to change that to like to the weekly nerdy thing or something like that. So, for me, this week is my Teenage Mutant Ninja Androids shirt. And this is actually one of my favorite shirts. And, I'm, I, and I think I have this odd feeling I might have worn this on a prior episode. But I don't think so. Oh, okay. I thought I might have. Okay. But what's cool about this, what's, there's an interesting story behind this. 
Uh, I got this at Oticon. They were running a sale. I think they were 15, two for 25 or two for 20, something like that. So me and Mako, we got it. I got her one. So, cause I figured she'd like that cause she's a bigger Ninja Turtle fan than I am. Pretty much. <laughs> so when I got home, you know, after I got home from Oticon, I, one, one day or whatever, I wore this shirt and my roommate at the time got really agitated about me wearing it. You got to understand we're computer nerds. I work on any computer that gets the job done, but I'm preferably Windows. My roommate at the time is a diehard Mac fan, and he's biased as fuck. So what happened is he saw this, and he got very upset over it, saying, that's wrong, that is unfair. I'm just like, dude, it's not that serious. Yeah, He actually had a conniption fit over a Ninja Turtle Android shirt. Okay? Honestly. Well, he's back out in Vegas now, and I feel bad for my friends that live out there that have to deal with him. Mm. All right. Um, I see Cuba is making a return visit to us. Yeah, I was feeling very bite your head off, so Cuba it is. Ah, okay. All right. And I have something that... Uh... That you and I have both purchased at one point. Mm-hmm. It is my Legend of Drink flask, shaped okay. like an old NES cartridge. Yes, I have a Super Drunk Brother sitting up on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And so it's got the keg. Te- it's got a you know, corkscrew keg. A I'm going to assume it's a shot glass and a passed out link. Okay. Well, uh, I'll we'll say this. You know, he's blacked out. He's have to listen to Navi going, hey. Listen, every two seconds. Fair enough. I mean, if I was Link and I had to go through all of that, I'd want a drink too. <laughs> okay. Now that we got through our weekly nerdy stuff, uh, let's get on to the convention. Uh, fair warning, this may be a short episode, given that Castle Point is only two days, and it was just me that was covering, but we'll do what we can. Now... I've been, I won't say I've been going to Castle Point since its first iteration. I've gone, I guess, around the second year or third year. But for most part, I was a vendor, and I took photos from my booth. So that wasn't so bad. But eventually, I started doing more press coverage for the con. And Castle Point started out as a local college-based convention out in Jersey. Now... I don't speak on behalf of the others on the show, but I tend to hold college-based conventions on a high level expectations to a certain point. As more of the aspect of resources that you have at your fingertips. Most importantly, signage. Evidently, most college conventions do not have the proper signage floating around so you know where things are compared to a normal convention. I will say Castle Point is no different. Yes, there was a giant banner in front of the Meadowlands Expo Center. There was a giant sign that said entrance, exit. There were signs that let you know where the stage was, game room, artist alley, and dealer's room. There were small little placard signs for the panel room so you know what was going on. But there were no signs there that was saying that it was a panel room. 
I mean, granted, if you walked up to it, you could see from the little placard, but it would be nice to see a giant hanging banner from a distance. Now, last year, me and Mako, we went, and it was kind of packed. Now, and that was just due to the rain that was coming in. And, you know, the rain did eventually subside it, but it was still kind of packed. This year... I didn't think it was packed at all last year. No? Well, I thought it was a little packed last year. No, I thought that there was too much open space for the amount of people that were there. Mm, yes. The hotel was packed, I, I will but that's just because it was the hotel. Yeah. I will say that the hotel wasn't as packed this year. But I will say, you know, I expected when I got there, there should be a lot more people, you know, a lot more camaraderie. It was kind of quiet. Everybody was inside. But again, as with as as it was mentioned previously, there was a lot of open space. But the layout was sim was similar whereas when you walked in on the right was this main stage, an open area and the ga and the gaming room, gaming section. Except this time in the open area was an open photo booth. A guy by the name of Anthony set up all of these backdrops and, and equipment for cosplay photographers and photographers to use. Totally free. I wish I had known about that Saturday. But I did do some shots with the Venus cosplayer on Sunday there. And they came out really nice. On the, on the left hand... I'm sorry. That was the left hand side of the convention area. The right hand side was Artist Alley and Dealer's Room. And it was, it was good. Um, they still enforce the rule of no photography. Now, that's a given at most conventions. Unless you are pressed, you are not allowed to take pictures in, in the dealer's hall or artist alley. He, even here with, with a press badge, you're not allowed. I was actually flagged when walking into the artist alley about taking photography. I'm just like, I'm just walking around. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm not going to take my camera off Go back to my room, walk around, buy stuff, go back to my room, grab my camera, and, and do, do whatever. As a cosplay photographer, that's just a waste of time and energy. If it makes you feel better, I'll put a little cap over my lens so you know I'm not shooting. And I understand why. If you're going, there are people who will go into these areas and take pictures of merchandise and see if they can find it online... Or have their friends who are talented people make them similar merch or snipe ideas for merch. Things like that happen. Scumbags. Yeah, I know. So, so Saturday, I walked in and I checked out a couple of performances. The Made For You Cafe did um, an AM perform an AM event. You know, they were basically introducing the maids to the cafe. And they each did a little yeah. dance, some C-pop, K-pop, J-pop. You know, it was pretty nice. It was a nice mix of stuff. After that, uh, there was another group that came up. Another, it was a local Love Live group called Miracle Beat. And they did a nice performance, which was really cool. They did a performance at the Masquerade, which was really amazing. And I really enjoyed that. And I'll get into that in just a bit. Now... <clears throat> I went it, it was fun 
I went into the into the gaming area. They had some. They had your typical Japanese arcade games, like you had your DDR, Dance Masters, uh, no Dance Evolution, Theater Rhythm, Jubi. Uh, there was no Taiko. There was no Taiko, but there was some other cool games. I didn't get just to really play them because there was a line for them, and honestly, I wasn't going to just like wait around per se. Because I know it would have been like a 20 to 30 minute wait. A 10 minute wait, I don't mind at all. But what was cool is after that, over in the table, in the console area, um, reps from the local Microsoft stores, uh, shout out to the people at the Garden State Plaza, were there, you know, with, the, with, with Xbox Ones, you know, for, for fighting games. Um, there was a section for the PlayStation, uh, playstations that was cool i didn't stick around for any tournaments but i have pictures of people gaming and it was pretty nice and this there was a section for tabletop now on the other side now last year the other side i did a, a photo shoot that was a complete and total empty area this year it was different what was there was wild bill soda and i kicked myself for not bringing my mug but then again i didn't know and I don't think they've posted a list of vendors that were going to be at the convention. And uh, Gogo Curry. And and I will say, Gogo Curry was the most popular uh, vendor there. It was them and the local Expo Hall vendors. But let, let's be real here. Was the curry any good? It was very good. I've eaten at Gogo Curry, and I know their prices. It was basically the same prices at any of the other locations. The portions were slightly smaller, but it was still filling nonetheless. So basically, whatever you pay, I paid $13 for a curry platter and a drink, which probably been around the same price I would have paid at a local, at one of the local restaurants. Might have paid 12 for a cheaper price on a, on a soda or a juice, but you know. To answer Ranger Serena's question, how quick did the game room funk hit? There really wasn't any game room funk. Because you have to understand, the, the Meadowlands Expo Center is open air. You only had like six play areas kind of sort of rope, like curtained off. And it wasn't all that packed. The con funk hit the panel rooms. My God. Oh, boy. Smelled like boiled socks in one of them. Ew. Yes. People, please, when you leave your parents' house, wash up, shower, bathe, take soap. For the record, right there at the Expo Center, right there in Secaucus in the Meadowlands, there is a Walmart and walking distance, 10-minute walking distance. 20, if you're going in the other direction towards the Stop and Shop, there is no excuse for you not to have soap. As it was said previously... If you can afford a convention, you can afford deodorant. Seriously, two bucks ain't gonna kill, ain't gonna break the bank. So, after my little jaunt, my little jaunt around the um, Expo Hall, I left and headed towards the Holiday Inn. They had the Made for You Cafe, which had a really nice line, healthy line of people coming in and out, and that's where their other panels were. I actually checked out a. Um, a panel, let's see, what was it called? Um, 
anime con panels. The bad, the worst, and the ugly. So it was a panel about panels? Yes, I thought these guys were going to be mocking other people's panels. That's what my first thought was. But granted, panel, you, conventions wouldn't allow a panel like that because that could definitely cause issues, but that's what I assumed it was because I couldn't think of anything else. It kind of started off that way. They were basically lampooning their own panels. Basically, it was an, an, an informative panel on tips, tricks, and suggestions on running your own panels, such as staying on topic for your panel, making sure the clips are the right sound and the right length, and having a good topic to discuss and not derailing it, and making sure when you're doing uh, PowerPoint presentations, proper grammar, uh, proper size images so everybody could see. So that was pretty cool. Nothing too out of the ordinary, nothing unreasonable. And Raider Serena says, I'm upset I forgot about the con until I started posting pictures from it. It's only 15 minutes away. Yeah, you should have came through and hung out in the front. It was it was, it was, was good times. It was definitely good times. Now, after that, you know, I'm not... Every event I went to wasn't right behind each other. So, in between my downtime, I was just walking around taking pictures. Because that's what I was doing. And I will say... It had to be a mix of the lighting and the updated uh, diffuser I used for my photography. The picture, the pictures I took really came out good. I'm actually happy about these pictures, you know. I mean, granted, when I, te- when I do cosplay photography, I'm always happy about the pictures that I take. And there are times I look at some of the photos, I'm just like, I'm not too happy because of how it came out. And, and I don't know how to properly fix it, but I do the best with it. These pictures, I'm just like, I'm actually floored with how well they came out with the lighting. And even making some slight adjustments. And the fact that I spent a little bit more time on taking sample, like, test shots to make sure I got my lighting right. Now, let's talk about the masquerade. Your typical masquerade is two parts. Skits. And walk-ons. Some conventions will have the walk-ons before the skits. Some conventions will have it the other way. I tend to think walk-ons should be the first thing. Because, let's be real. After the skits, a lot of people will leave. Even because some conventions will have the walk-ons that will allow the judges to buy themselves time for the voting. But, I think having the walk-ons first... Then the skits, that keeps butts in seats. Now, Castle Point didn't do that per se. They split the masquerade. Just have the uh, an intermission of uh, walk-ons in the middle of it? No. Saturday was nothing but walk-ons. Oh, that kind of split. Yes. Sunday was the actual skits. Huh. So they did a catwalk and they did a masquerade. Yes. And, you know, given their prior trials and tribulations with with masquerade skits, I'm running a masquerade. I was kind of surprised that they did one. And I will say it it was executed pretty well. Leaps and bounds over prior years. 
you know, after that, I went back to my room with some friends and we went out to eat. Now, they also had a rave. I didn't go. The rave was from 8 to 10. <laughs> That's it? That's it. Basically, the con on Saturday night was over by 10 p.m., including in the Holiday Inn. Hmm. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Now, let's bring it over to Sunday. Now, for the most part, you go to a two-day con or a three-day con, Sunday tends to wind down. If it's a three-day convention, everything is basically done by 5 p.m. tops because the staffers want to start packing stuff up and kicking everybody out so they can have their dead dog and do whatever. Two-day cons where the bulk of it's on a Saturday and then it goes into a Sunday, it would probably end around the same time, probably a little bit earlier. I'd say maybe around 3 o'clock, give or take. Because a two-day con, all the good stuff is on that Saturday, and then Sunday is just like your leftovers. Mm-hmm. Not Castle Point. It went until about 8 o'clock. Now, I didn't stay for the full thing because... I had a lot of equipment to bring back home, and I wanted to kind, kind of, of yeah. just silly anyway. Yeah, maybe. But you have to take in consideration that Castle Point was originally a Sunday convention, so I would assume they want to keep things lively for Sundays as well. Because mm-hmm. when they first started going as a two-day convention, the Saturday was like a preview day. Nothing would open up till about 2 or 3 o'clock, and that would run until about 7 or 8, and then everything else was on Sunday. Now, Sunday, I did this really awesome um, Venus photo shoot with Moonside Cosplay, and I, I posted one of the pictures from on my Instagram and on some of the Sailor Moon groups, so definitely check that out. Um, I missed the Made For You Cafe girls performing again, Uh it happens. But I did stick around for their Sunday masquerade, which was just the performances. Um, you had two Love Live groups. Uh, let's see. One was Miracle Beat that I mentioned pre- earlier. And the other one was... Huh. I forget. The, uh, I forget the name of it. Uh, um, but the, I actually know that I actually know people in both groups. Uh, wh- one group did Miracle Beat. They did they redid the opening to Love Live season one. Um, the other group it was only three girls. They did Love Live Sunshine and they did one of the songs from that from 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 that anime, which was really nice. There was also an Agretzko skit where they did a karaoke esque dance to one of the songs from the series. <laughs> One of the death metal tunes? Yes. Awesome. Uh, there was Princess Daisy. Uh, she she had, like, music playing of her playing Mario Party. She had, like, the giant dice and some of the items from it, go, like, playing through the game on the stage. It, that was really cute. Plus, she had a, had a star that actually blinked in different colors. Nice. And then the last one was Hinata and Naruto from Naruto calling their skit the greatest love story ever told. Adorable. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I mean, it was cute. They were lip syncing to a song and, you know, being in each other's arms. And I'm just sitting there going, this is really nice and all, but we all know the real love story is Shikamaru and Tamari. We, we all know that. Yeah, but would, would Shikamaru be arsed enough to, uh, you know, sing like that? No, he's too damn lazy. He won't do it. Yeah, thought so. Shikamaru's train of thought is this. If it's not a simple thing, he it's not in his best interest to do it. Unless he absolutely has to. Now, I will say, I when it comes to conventions, I definitely got my steps in. No, no, no qualms about that. But I did way too many steps. I, sometimes it kind of felt like tumbleweeds were going by. Now, I did mention earlier a photography booth. The guy that was running it, again, his, his name is Anthony. He had several different backdrops, and it was for everybody to use. And it was really cool. I would like to see more conventions have something like that. I understand some cons will have a fo- have official photo booth, and you go to them to take pictures, and you can get print by prints or stuff like that. But what was cool was this person was doing photography, plus it was open to other people that wanted to come up to one of the backdrops and do pictures. That was cool. I hope he does come back next year. Now, and I said this last year, the Expo Center is way too big for Castle Point. Now, I went on their Wikipedia and I looked at their numbers. They are basically up to about Attendance numbers are around the 5,000. Now, that's when they were still at Stevens. I've been to cons where it's been about 5,000 people. And it, granted, at Stevens, it really didn't look that way. It kind of felt more like it was 2,000 people, give or take, you know? I'm actually looking up something real quick because I want to. I want to compare numbers of various years. Now, I'm going to rely back on ZenkaiCon. This is a convention within the last five years of being at the convention at the Lancaster County Convention Center. Their numbers have jumped from like 3,300 to close to 6,000. Their last recorded numbers was about 50 was over 5,500 two years ago, and I can tell you this now. Last couple of years, their numbers have gotten at least close to 6,000 people. Now, if I if you take that amount of people and put it in the expo hall, it will be quite packed. There will be a lot of people roaming, roaming around and walking around. It would be great. Now, I will say there had to be at least 1,500 people tops. Right off the bat. Maybe the con is using turnstile numbers. So. Oh, okay. Iona Logan Dingo mentions he went to Castle. It went to Castle Point. It was a snork one day and a smurf the second day. I saw you as a smurf. I saw that. That was a great <laughs> cosplay. I wish I saw you as a snork and I would have taken pictures. I grew up with that cartoon and I absolutely loved it. Now, as I was saying, there is a there, there is a hotel on the other side of the Meadowlands called the Crown Plaza. 
where Anime Next started. It's now known as the Meadowlands Plaza Hotel. That's where Castle Point needs to be. Because that, that hotel and quote-unquote convention area would be perfect to handle a convention about no more than like 2,000 people. But I understand why it's at the Expo Center. Because you have so much stuff there. Um... You got yeah, the the and hotel by yeah. itself is just a hotel by yeah. itself. There really isn't anything in the area. Right. But, you know, they have big enough rooms where you can have main event stuff. I actually think that, you know, they, they like right by the, the Holiday Inn where I was staying, within that food vestibule, right, if you walk towards the burger place, there's a residence inn. I think between both those hotels, could you could hold the entire convention in there with their with their uh, p- their panel rooms, or everything could go into one hotel there. That's what I really think. But it's not up to me to say what the con can and cannot do. They may be there for a while due to the contract. Now, on the positive side of the fact that it wasn't that crowded, this gives you more time to hang out with people and make more friends, do more photography and so forth. That that was cool. Now, if Castleway is going to stay there, they need to work that space a lot more, you know, put up some more signage, you know. Which we said last year. Yep. The panel They're not rooms... listening, are they? <laughs> Maybe, uh, but I hope no, they will. No, I doubt it. Mm. They've been doing things their own way for years. They figure moving to a different location, it's going to be the same, and it's not. Do they just not listen to suggestions? Because I'm pretty sure we're not the only ones who've complained about the lack of signage. Maybe. But, um, I think it's Logan Dingo, or I, yeah says, I like how much effort they put into the pa- into the pamphlets. Well, I, that's cool. I love how, you know, it's, one of the best things you could take from a con is the, is the booklet. Because you, it's a rem- it has everything in there, plus you can get it autographed by the guests. But I do question some of the panels that was going on at Castle Point. And I actually talked about this on my personal Facebook. Now, some of the panels here were really good fan panels. They had there were ones for Danganronpa. There was Magic Gathering tournaments. Uh, let's see, panels about voice acting on three, like one hundred one, one hundred two, and one hundred three. There was a panel on Harajuku fashion, behind the scenes with Vocaloids, which is cool. Hidden and forgotten Dragon Ball stories. Um, but there was this one panel that I actually had question that 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 I actually uh questioned. Picking the perfect waifu: an in-depth discussion on choosing who goes on your body pillow. Your phone was impeccable timing on that. I... <laughs> Ugh. Definitely needed that. 
And Logan Dingo says the game show one sucked. Well, there was this one JoJo fast-paced trivia game that was going on where you downloaded Kahoot and you played along. That was fun. Now, I will admit, some some cons who run the game shows, they do kind of suck because you need not just a laptop, but the proper graphics and stuff to make it almost like you're there, but give it the best best overall. Especially if you know Flash, um, if you know how to work um, Flash. But yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, the OX-75. Yes, waifus. Yes. I didn't even bother going to that panel. I will say, if you're looking to, you know, to meet up with a bunch of friends and locally and have a good time, go to Castle Point. Because if you get bored, and you probably will, there's, there's other stuff right there. There's a movie theater right there. There's a place to hang out for food and so forth. It's right there. And this would be a perfect time if you're an up-and-budding cosplay photographer. This would be a great time to get some photography done. Yeah, I I think they need to up the game with their guests. Because the reason why I didn't go was because of their lack of guests. There was nobody you wanted to see? There were just very few guests. I will say that, you know, on aspect of guests, Castle Point is right there in Jersey. There is a anime recording studio right there in New York City. It's not hard to get local guests. Granted, a lot of these local guests have hit a lot of local cons, but it would still put butts in seats. And Logan Dingo says the one I was t- I, the one I was at, they were totally unprepared and had nothing set up. Oh good lord. To be perfectly honest, when I run a panel and I have to run it off my laptop, I'm always kind of worried that it's not going to go off as planned. But so far, it was good. It was really well. Logan Diggle says, Tia Ballard was so nice and sweet. And I'm glad she was. And I'm I'm happy about that. I'm glad that if the guests that had a good time, then they did something really well. Good for them. And I I love that. Skee-ball in the game room. Yeah, I can see Ichigo and Mako-chan doing that. Wait, like an actual skee-ball machine? They probably did. Yep, a real one. Oh, that's cool. So, overall, if you, if my honest opinion uh, that of Castle Point, you're you're out you're out of the minor leagues now. You're pretty much heading towards the major leagues. You gotta step your game up. You gotta have better signage, most importantly. Take advantage of the space that you have where everything is. Do that. Well, I mean, it's not just that. They went from a college campus Mm -hmm. where they didn't have to pay for much of anything, if anything at all. So they were able to spend their money on guests and now because they have to pay for the location and everything they're budget issues yeah Mm -hmm. um and that's part of the fact that they just really 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 overshot yep they they went from college you know kind of small convention to 
okay, we're going to put this in the same place that anime next was in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's all well and good if you've got the numbers, well, but. And I, my understanding is the reason why that was it, because the people that found it, Castle Point, were also anime next staffers. Well, yeah, but you don't want to stick with what you know mm-hmm. if what you know is going to screw you over. On a side note, and I know you don't like the re- wrestling references, but this makes a valid point. TNA was the same way. TNA had their own thing. They were going their own route, and it was good. They brought in Hogan and uh, not Russo, the other guy. I can't remember his name. And they got rid of this excited ring. They went back to the four, four regular standard ring, and it started to suck because they only did they followed Hogan and and the other and the other guy I can't remember his name. Uh, he was the president of WCW for a while. I can't believe his name escapes me. And they were basing it off that because that's all they knew, and and that and that stagnated. So. Thank you, Eric Bischoff. They went. They followed what Hogan and Bischoff did because they felt, well, this worked in WWE. This worked in WCW. Let's see if it works in TNA. Doesn't always translate as well. So no. So better signage. Work. Just, I'll go next year, but I just want to see some more pizzazz. Uh, extend the the uh, the rave for, for another two hours because two hours isn't enough. Maybe throw in a panel for more adult oriented stuff. You know, I'm sur- and I don't think there was any hentai panels. I'm not surprised. Yeah. They're uh, still thinking with the college mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Logan Dingo says. If we were at Cobra uh, Con. No, we were there last year. We didn't go this year, but most likely we'll be there next year. Yeah, we took a little trip instead. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's basically my review of Castle Point. Um, I, my, I have a written report. It's a little more in-depth. It'll be going up later this week. At- I just want to see guests. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I, I mean, you're going... You, these are this. This is the same convention that had you know P Lander Z and MC Frontalot and brought in the LA and Texas, you know, voice actors. Well, I think because they're in the Expo Center, that took a a good chunk of their budget, so they're not able to bring in. Well, guests. I I, I and get also probably that, because they're on. There's co- still a very large variety of locals that yeah. they're not bringing in either. Yeah, and also I think because I think if a if a guest finds that they're on a college campus, they may adjust their fees, you know, because it's a college convention, you know. I figured, hey, they're not they don't have to spend anything on a venue, so it means I can increase my prices. It depends. I mean, most most of them just have set prices. Yes, and and again. Jumping from a college campus to an expo hall. I get it. I That happened to Kineticon. They were on a college campus. They went directly to the, the, the convention center because that con got way too big for that for a college campus. 
this, not so much. They should have gone to a hotel that could handle them and then keep and then move from there. Or they could have just kept it for a couple of years at the college. Which is, in a way, it's kind of hard to do unless you really kind of block off your entrances and exits. I wonder how much campus security will be uh, willing to cooperate with you. Probably not enough. Mm, Katoricon does it every year. Well, I mean, it, also it's in the winter, so they're not going to get a lot of people. Plus, yeah, yeah but yeah. they still cap it off, and people can't get into panels. Some of the buildings they just can't get into. They so, can't go in to so see they, the shows. So what they would have, to, so what Castpoint would have to do is like cap ticket sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, who cares how many people are hanging outside? It all depends on how many people are going inside. True. And I will say this. There's always been an issue of not being able to find a staffer. I will say it was not hard to find a staffer at Castle Point. Number one, the, the, the number of attendees. And number two, they're all wearing purple. So it wasn't hard to spot them. And let us not forget that Castle Point was the same weekend as the soccer in Matsuri. So you know a lot of weebs went there to cosplay. And I look at it this way. You can have paid 50 bucks to go to a con, but you end up spending like $80 to go to soccer and Matsuri. And spend... Yeah, but Saturday sold out. True. And all that Asian food that they had there, which was three restaurants behind the Holiday Inn. Yeah, the sushi place is really good. Mm-hmm. I, I miss going there every year for uh, Anime Next. Yeah. I didn't hit up that, the... that was my, you know, the best part of last year. I didn't even hit up the uh, teppanyaki grill, so they wanted a little bit too much. So we, we went to Burger Fi. I like to call uh, um, Shake Shack with table service. Hmm. And as much as that money I paid for that food, three dollars more, I could have walked my ass over to the to the other place. Mm. But it is. Was it any good at least? If you like Shake Shack, you'll like Burger Fi. And no fire gotcha. marshal has gotten involved. I remember the first year of anime Boston, the fire marshals got involved and basically shut the con down for a few hours because they hit capacity. But. Hmm. Enough about that. Ari, what's up with Yoshitaka Amino and Magic the Gathering? Uh, this is one of my fans, so I'm so glad I get to talk about this. Go for it, man. <clears throat> um, you guys on the article page as well? Yep. Yeah, you, you got to watch the trailer at one point just to, uh, you know, see what's at stake. And also just appreciate how the uh, Magic trailers have evolved since they started doing them. Mm-hmm. But, uh... <clears throat> Anyway, Magic is releasing its uh, newest expansion called War of the Spark. The ma- major selling point in a large number of po- the large major selling point for the set is the large number of Planeswalker cards, 36 in total, which is far more than any ignorable expansion, which might have anywhere between one and four, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, since it's getting a uh, Japanese translation, a wizard saw got the idea to bring in Japanese artists to draw some of the Planeswalker characters. 
And so they got Yoshitaka Amano, who does a bunch of the uh, Final Fantasy artwork. And the one he drew is uh, the version of Liliana Dreadborn General. Mm. Let's see if I can uh, bring up the <clears throat> card image gallery for the, uh, <clears throat> for the new set. And you guys can take a look at it yourself. You know, compare and contrast, if you will. And, uh, boop. And who was it? Yes, Dark Tetsuya, the Liliana is good, but, uh, hang on, where's the fucking, I forgot where I put it. Uh, it also gives you a nice, uh, ver... you know, tells you who's who in each card. Uh, let's see. There's Liliana, Liliana, uh, Jiang is was, a he's a protagonist from a, a Chinese market series, so that you just know they're not going to kill him off. A, a lot of a lot of characters die in this new set. Mm. Let's see who, who's another good one. Uh, Nico Bolas has been the this dragon guy has been the uh, recurring villain for a good ten years now. And and uh, what's going on here is his he plans to try to ascend to godhood. He was good. Uh, Teferi was a old style planeswalker who was not a planeswalker for a while. But then he uh, got it back, so he, that's why he's uh, as a card now. Are you going um, through uh, every single card or no? No. Oh, okay, not all I say we kind of don't have the time for that. Yeah, I know. But I will say I I really like the art, uh, the designs of these cards. Now, obviously, these are only going to be you know Japanese only, but. As long as you can understand the card and you know what it does, you can still put it in a normal deck regardless of uh, what, what your main language is. Mm-hmm. And me and everyone else is going to be looking, do plays matches, looking at the uh, second-hand market for these cards and we're like, oh boy, this is going to be nuts. Mm. Because I know they're going to be super expensive to find. Granted, you might get an occasional, the occasional shop who carries, you know, boosters in different languages. It'll happen, yeah. Uh, let's. But uh, yeah, I I couldn't go to the pre-release because I didn't have the money for it. But <clears throat> when it gets its a uh, full release, I'll definitely be doing stuff for that because I see a whole bunch of, you know, cards, n not just planeswalkers, but other cards that'll go great in my uh, collection. Or what I want to do. Cool. All right, Mako. Next one's on you. Yeah, it'd be nice if I could get anything to load. Uh, I'm always tempted to tell you to reboot the router and we just kind of chug along, but... Let me see if I can pull it up on my phone. Okay. All right. I just want to let you know, having to read these things from my phone is a pain in the ass, but yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, which one are we on? Uh, period. The okay. Manga. All right. So um, Japan has some really weird ass manga. Um, yeah. And this one. Uh, basically, it's uh, 
Yeah, so there mm-hmm. is a manga character called Little Miss P. Uh, it's from Ken Koyama's acclaimed manga. It's a pink anthropomorphized period. It visits different characters and unleashes pain, abuse, and sometimes a little comfort. Uh, Katakawa will release the manga's second volume on July 12th, and it's going to include a special little plush of Little Miss P. Because it's finally a period you can kick in the butt. You can get it off of the uh, Japan Amazon for about $30. That'll be the manga volume and the plush. Uh, And the uh, EB10 site is offering the same price, but it also includes a mini pouch with the plush and manga. And yeah, so if you want to read a manga about, uh, yes, uh, Starlight Creations, it is Little Miss P as in the letter P for Little Miss Period. <laughs> um, Japan, y'all, Japan. No, I can do you one worse. I can do you one worse. Oh, and they're translating it into English. The first manga will be released on June 18th. Oh, good lord. Not what I was about to refer to, but meh. I was going to say that there's already Rule 34 art about this character. Let's just, let's not leave that pat. Yeah, because of course there is. Looking at the plush, one thing comes to mind. Walking up to the plush and asking it, who hurt you? <laughs> that plush and the plush replying nobody bitch I hurt everybody that plush looks like as if it's seen some shit yeah the plush is just a big blob I know and knowing what it's supposed to actually represent ew it looks like a bloody discolored tooth it, it looks like it, need, it needs a blunt just a deal. <laughs> Ichigo Gami is saying burn, burn it all down. Okay. <laughs> nice to know we're on the same page with that. I, 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 I'm done. Good God almighty. I would say that now we're going from bad to worse, but we're not really, but. We're going to get a side a side arc in upcoming episodes of the anime Baruto, Naruto Next Generations. What's going to happen is that they're going to adapt uh, Naruto Konoha Shinden Yukimuri Nimpocho novel starting May 12th. So in two weeks, you're going to be seeing a brand new arc pop into uh, Baruto, Naruto Next Generations. The novel will have its three protagonists which is Guy, Kakashi, and Mirai, which is the daughter of Asuma and Kurunai. It takes place in a hot spring, and it the novel basically ties Naruto and Boruto together. It, set, it takes place between the final chapter of the original Naruto manga 
and Naruto, the seventh Hokage and the Scarlet Spring spinoff manga. Shohi Nada wrote the novel, which shipped in Japan back in August 2016. This person also wrote uh, Naruto, Konoha Hiden, Shugen Biori. The Boruto Naruto Next Generation's television anime uh, premiered in Japan on TV Tokyo April of 2017. It originally aired Wednesdays at 5.55 p.m., but it's now at a new t- it went to a new time slot of Thursdays at 7.25 p.m. in May of last year. And in October, it moved to Sundays at 5.30 p.m. Viz is simulcasting the series on Hulu as it airs in Japan, as well as Crunchyroll. The dub of the series has started, will start on Adult Swim's Toonami Block September 29th. And probably in the next couple of weeks, you should be seeing um, DVD and Blu-ray releases of the series. The anime is based on Ukyo Kodachi and Mike Ikimoto's Boruto sequel manga, which launched and weekly shown in Jump May of 2016. Alright, cool. I will say the Boruto anime is pretty good for what it is. Yeah, at least it's not filler. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, it's filler because they're trying to catch up, Mm. but at the same time, it's still actual published Mm. work. Yep. It's not some story they pulled out of their ass. Right. What about Bleach? (laughs) What about Sailor Moon? Heyo! No blows for everybody. Yep. All right, Mako, show us the force. Back to my phone. So the Line Manga app announced on Thursday that Haruichi will launch the Star Star Wars Leia Ojo no Siren or Princess Test manga on May 4th. Yay, Star Wars Day. Uh, So the story is going to center around a 16-year-old Leia as she faces a mandatory test in preparation for becoming queen. She's busy with her studies of various topics, such as politics and martial arts. She falls in love with an intellectual and kind-hearted fellow whom she meets at youth parliament. Meanwhile, Leia is fearful of the expansion of the Empire's tyrannical rule, and she learns the important secrets of her parents. Uh, So, yeah, kind of looking forward to that, because there really isn't a lot of pure prequel Leia stuff. Could be fun. Hmm. I may have to check it out. Yeah, and um, the same people that are doing this have also done uh, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Deadpool mangas. Uh, Neat. Um, Shall we move on? Yep, I think the next one is on you. Oh yeah, okay. You could be renting this 300-year-old samurai-era house in Japan right now. I wouldn't mind it. As long as I'm dressed as Halmaru. Huh. Perfect for a samurai like me. <laughs> well, when, you, when you're given Pirates vs. Ninja, you're just like, eh. 
you know, what do you do? <laughs> anyway, if you're looking for a space to live in Japan, often the best option is located outside the city. Sure, it might be exciting to live in the middle of Tokyo's neon jungle, but if you're willing to widen your search to rental properties an hour or so from downtown, you'll be rewarded with more affordable prices, more spacious residences, and in case the opportunity to live in a house that was built during the samurai era. Japanese real estate website at home is currently listing <clears throat> is currently listing this detached home in Chiba Prefecture, Tokyo's neighbor to the east. Located in Chiba City, Sakazuki Cho neighborhood, the realtor isn't sure the exact date, but estimates have been built sometime around 1710. Middle of feudal Edo period, where Japan was still ruled by a shogun, and roughly 150 years before Japan opened its borders to the rest of the world. Hmm. And I dropped the link in the chat so you guys can follow along with me. At 120,000 yen a month, this isn't the absolute cheapest rent money you could find, but it does offer far more space than anything you'd find for that price in central Tokyo. Seven rooms plus dining kitchen area, 252.46 square meters of floor space. Also includes rent and the rental are a classically styled warehouse and more modern looking shed, though they don't have any information on those. Uh, let's see. Uh, there are a few trade-offs with such a fact that it's a 26-minute walk to the nearest rail station, Chish, uh, which is Chishirodai Station, and for there, a 70-minute ride to Tokyo, so if you need to commute into the big city, good luck. On the other hand, once you're in the station, it takes less than 30 minutes to get to Chiba, and the center of the heart of prefectural capital is the Chiba City, and the whole package sounds like just the sort of living arrangement you can look for. They have it listed on at home. I will say I translated the the, the yen the dollar yen, that that's reasonable. Something like that would probably run you three grand here in Brooklyn. Ten seventy six a month. Yikes! Still still more than what I'm paying now. Yeah, but here's the thing: seven rooms. And each one of those would be rented. If this was if that was Brooklyn, each one of those would be its own room rent out for like three thousand a month. Probably. No utilities. I'm just saying, if that's a thousand, I'm just saying, let's figure fifteen hundred with utilities and all of that. You get five friends for something like that, five hundred a month. That it becomes a lot more, you know, yes. reasonable. Yes. But yeah, the logistics of getting out there is going to be nuts. Well, that's so the prospect of me sitting, say, as I in front of a small table, like clung with a big ass naganata in my hand to the right of me. There's still that. I mean, but but what <laughs> but the thing is, is that you can you can hop your bike and ride it, you know. Well, obviously, yeah. And we're going to have to skip the next story because it's not coming up at all. It's coming up on mine. The hell. The one about uh the adult manga manga hit promise anime, yeah. uh, uh, comic festival. That's the contest. Right, now it's coming up. Okay. Get it Sorry, together. I had I had the uh, Skype window blocking half of the title. All right, get get it together, A N N, please. Uh, this one's you. Yep. No, no, I was updating the uh, the side ticker. Okay. So Comic Festa has a contest. They're looking for the next hit adult manga, and they will do an anime adaptation. Honestly, I think I've kind of grown past the phase of, of watching etchy anime, <coughs> anime. I'm just like, I'm just not feeling it. And 
even if I was, I don't think I have actual time to watch it. I'm far behind on my, on my normal stuff that um that I'm watching right now. But um Anywho pull it back up here. It seems that over the last few years, Comic Festa's anime zone has streamed adult anime based on Shuisha's Claire TL Comics imprint. The censored versions on TV, but you can watch uncensored online. They've run titles such as Sweet Punishment, Skirt no Nakawa, Kedemo Dashita, Shudengo, Capsule Hotel Day, Omai Aite wa Oshigo, Onano Koiga Ochita Sake wa, etc., etc., etc. Out of these, their most, one of the most popular ones would be the adaptation of Ryan Maomi's Soryu to Majiwaru Shikyoku no Yoroni. It's a manga about a woman named Mia who re-encounters her first Takide at a class reunion. Now, Takide is now the head of the priest of the family's temple, and despite her preconceived ideas of what a priest should and should not do, a passionate love affair begins. Now, there was three different versions of this that aired on, it was on Tokyo TV, ATX, and there was an online version. It got, the series was popular enough to add interactive screening where fans could get noisy without getting into trouble. And the staff allowed uh, fans to bring to things with them to help them enjoy the show. You were about to say toys, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> I was, I was, I was looking for something classier than saying toys, more, better instruments, I should say. But it <laughs> seems that what they allowed was what what they what they basically allowed was what's called mokugyo. These are precision. These are percussion instruments used in Buddhist monasteries to keep the beat during chanting. Attendees practice their drumming skills, getting rhythm before watching the show. Impressive. Now the producers are hoping to find the next big sexy hit, something to match that popularity. So they opened up Anime Ka Kakuyu no Anime Ka Kakuyaku Soryu Waku Sodas Manga Taisho contest for both amateur and pro manga creators. Hopefuls can submit a 16-page work or higher in the teens love, boys love. And Dansai Muke genres, which is something that's aimed at male readers. At least four pages of the work must be completed, but the rest has to be in drafting stages. The winner of the contest will have their work turned into an anime. The top three winners will receive a prize, will receive prize money, and a chance to have their manga serialized. The contest goes on till August 3rd, and the winner will be, rece- will be announced on November 1st. Well, now. I can only imagine what the entrance will be. <laughs> Alright, and now. Last one's all you, Mako. Because as much as I say. Y'all shouldn't do stupid things in a fandom. As much as 
Ari will say we shouldn't be doing stupid, creepy shit in the fandom. I think it will hit a little more impact if it comes from a woman who is tired of your shit. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Um, basically, uh, guys, stop fucking stalking people. So, Jessica, Jessica Nagiri, um, who, if you don't know her cosplay, um, you've probably been living under a rock. Mm. Um, but basically, she tweeted in March that she's, you know, trying to beg invasive fans to stop visiting her home. I don't get that. Why the hell are you visiting a cos-famous person's home? Because what happens is if they're, somehow their personal information gets leaked out and, you know. Well, I know that. But yeah. unless you're going to be a creepy fuck who's going to do, you know, stupid, creepy things, she's still not going to give your ass the time of day. So all you're going to do is because you've actually gone to her house... She can now call the cops on your ass and have you arrested <laughs> mm -hmm. for stalking because you actually went to her house. Yeah, that, you know, don't. I mean, I, I have, I know where some of my voice acting friends live, but I'm not going to roll up on them and be like, hey, how you, d no. No. It's just weird. I mean, it's. These people are people. Mm -hmm. All celebrities that are out there are people. So the next time you go, I really want to go to this person's house and stalk them. Just have an internal thought in your brain that goes, would I like it if some no-name Joe Schmo can't wipe his own ass person decides <laughs> to come and sit outside of my house just on the chance that they see me walk out. Because I'm going to tell you, nine times out of ten, those people are going to go, well, no. And the excuse of, well, they're famous, they ask for it. Fuck you. Nobody asks for shit. They get paid for your entertainment, not for you to bully them, not for you to stalk them, not for you to comment your stupid asinine thoughts to them mm -hmm. not so that you can tear them down because you don't like a particular outfit they wear these people are not there for you they're there to make money to entertain you huge difference and while it's not you know a large amount of people it's the still fact that enough. It's greater than one is yeah, the the bothersome. fact that it's continuing to go on and more and more people think that <laughs> it's funny. No, it's not. So crawl back into your room, mm -hmm. go back to your computer, and fap like normal people, please. Yes. <laughs> I mean And rant. And it says you dare some people need it, like people walking to protect them while going from point A to point B. No, absolutely not. 
And also, just because you become chummy and friends with that person, that, that still is not an invite unless they invite you over. Again, I know I am chill with a lot of voice actors and actresses. I'm not going to show up at their house. I will contact them first, ask if I can come over or I'm going to be in the area, let's meet up or something like that. If I'm cool, if I'm chilling from the hang out at their house, that's on them. I'm not going to invite. No. No. I don't even invite myself over to my friends' houses. I'm not just going to go and sit outside of, you know, even somebody I remotely know that is in the industry and go, well, you know, I'm here and you're here, so let's do something. That's not how this works. You'll be lucky if calling the cops on them is the only thing they do to you. Mm. Like if they say, get the fuck out of here, get off my property, and they don't say no, and they say no and don't move right away, well, your ass is completely within their hands. Yeah. As Ichiogami says, people lack a sense of personal borders and social cues when it comes to celebrities or people even just different from them. Yup. I mean, I look at it this way. I I got I have voice actors on my personal Facebook. I mean, that's close enough as home as I'll ever get, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I barely tag them and post unless it's something that's pertinent to their work as if somebody is cosplaying one of their characters. If I can't put it on their Facebook, I will tag them to come check it out because they like that. That's kind of cool. You know, like I just found out a friend of mine, he's the voice of Dante in the Devil May Cry um, mobile game. I tagged his Facebook and it wishing, telling him congratulations, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just about that. I'm neighbors with somebody, and I still wouldn't do this shit. Exactly. I and I know that person. It's far and few. We get we we hang out, and it has nothing to do with schedule. It's like you know, everybody's got their own lives. Ichiogami says I've had people approach me just because I'm wearing alt fashion, lift my skirt to see what I'm wearing to hold it up. Like personal boundaries are a thing, folks. What yeah, the fuck you, is wrong you, with I people? think Ichigo needs a, to put a snake under her petticoat. Oh no 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 no! We're a bear trap. Yes. Bear trap. I think are good. wearing a petticoat that you know, if somebody were to touch it in the wrong place, is just full of needles and spikes and things like that. Or have like a electrical circuit going. They touch. Dzz. Yeah, but then there's a very good possibility of a petticoat with razor blade. Mm. A razor blade hem. That would be awesome. Not that, you know, I condone sharp pointy objects in clothing. I expect to see something like that as an attack in an upcoming fighting game. I'm surprised it's not already. No. But there's that one character, Soul Calibur 6, her weapon's like a giant ass circular razor blade, so you got that. Tira and her giant hula hoop? Yep. Yeah. 
not the same. I want to see a fighting character that is... <laughs> um, I want to see a fighting character that is dressed in some sort of Lolita, preferably princess or goth, that their attack is that they spin around and their dress basically just unhinges and just becomes a huge ass blade or as be- they spin. Or turns into a giant lace monster and just devours the other person. That sounds like Melty Blood, Guilty Gear, or maybe something someone created themselves on Mugen. Or, or Blaze Blue. That one too, yeah. There is that one Lolita uh, vampire in that game. A- and yes, yeah, Starlet Creations is correct. People are dumb. And speaking of dumb people... <laughs> yeah, this really isn't a dumb kind of Japan news today so are you saying we we got a reprieve yeah i mean it's it's still kind of you know some of them are kind of iffy Mm -hmm. but nothing like japan hold my beer okay so it's meanwhile in japan light yes i'll take the last one okay i'll take the first one And I think we've kind of had the final chapter in this whole NGT48 idol gate. I think. I hope. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maho Yamaguchi posts a heartfelt message to fans after graduating from NGT48, you know? NGT idol Maho Yamaguchi announced to the group's Team G subunit's final performance on Monday that she and two fellow members of the unit, Rico and Reyna, will be graduating from the group. The performance is the first time in 101 days that Yamaguchi performed with the group since her comments in January on on her, on her alleged assault back in December. Yamaguchi announced her graduation in a pre-prepared letter stating the only thing I could do for NGT48 now is to graduate. In the letter, she mentioned that the president of the Japanese talent agency, AKS, told her not to speak up about the assault where the suspects were never charged. The alleged assault occurred in December where two suspects allegedly confronted Yamaguchi outside her own home in Niigata and grabbed her face as she was entering her home. This kind of reflects back to the last story we were talking about here, people. Mm-hmm. According to the police, both suspects were 25-year-old and unemployed. Shocker. University students. The police said that the suspects only wanted to talk to Yamaguchi and didn't think it was a big deal. The suspects denied the assault and were subsequently released without charges. Yamaguchi began speaking about the whole thing on social media and it it just went into a giant ball of, of a mess. So after her graduation announcement, she posted a heartfelt message to her fans on Twitter, thanking them for her for their support. Even after everything she wrote, she is glad that she joined NGT48 because of her fr- because of the friends she made through it, which is awesome. I'm not gonna read this whole thing, but you know. In doing so, throughout all of this, AKS announced the resignation of the theater manager Takahiro Hosoi last month. And it's also canceled his contract with Imamura, both as a result of alleged inappropriate conduct. Oricon News had reported that day that Hosoi and the former AKB manager, theater manager, 
Tomonbu Togasaki had shared a photograph of them drinking with Imamura on Twitter, and Togasaki posted and later deleted the comment, I've heard about the whole thing, everyone don't be fooled by the worthless reports. Christ. And I thought, shit, here with pop stars or something. Jesus. All right, Mako. Oh, it's my turn again. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Japan has uh, been having a steady rise among the elderly in reckless driving and simply mistaking the brake and accelerator. Um, this is not just Japan, and I think we should implement this worldwide. <laughs> just just saying um so yeah so uh police have been asking elderly drivers to surrender their licenses and unfortunately it's not going well even with the uh incentive that is or i should say that was being offered that those that retire their driver's license would get a dollar off of their mcdonald's meals uh, that's yeah it? i wonder why that one didn't work so Nexco, which is Nippon Expressway Company Limited, has come up with a concept of giving the driver a driving graduation ceremony to help them ease into the next chapter of their lives. Sans car. Um, basically, they created this video, which is titled Dad and Mom's Graduation Trip, The, Lo the Last Long Drive. And this is actually... A, a real story of a 78-year-old uh, father and his family. Basically, it goes on to say that the father has driven for over 48 years and has driven his family on multiple vacations and road trips, so his family proposed a quote-unquote graduation trip where he would take one last long road trip with his wife to enjoy, you know, the memories and everything like that, and so that they could spend precious time together. Upon the conclusion of the road trip, uh, they end up driving back to where the family was, and there's actually a huge graduation ceremony with a big screen which projects images of all of his trips with his family. Um, they have a marching band, uh, children and grandchildren come forward to congratulate him, on you know how many trips and the fact that they have gone on trips together the wife ends up you know reading from a thank you letter uh, to, sh so, to show support and appreciation of love and then the video ends with flowers tears and smiles basically they're just trying to figure out any way to talk people into giving up their licenses when they've reached an age and when they've reached um, the inability to be able to react as well as a driver needs to be able to react. And as I said, this needs to be done everywhere because I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody drive into the side of a building because they forgot what was the gas and brake. The problem being, not all of them are old people. 
not all of them are drunk. Some of them are just stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ari, last one. <clears throat> say thank you to the Heisei era with a can of Heisei air. What? There's no better way to, way to remember something that, with the keepsake of it in the city of Seki, Gifu Prefecture seems to think there's no better keepsake than a can of air. Earlier this month, Chief Cabinet Secretary Yoshihide Shuga held up a plaque with two kanji characters and that's the name of the new Japanese Imperial Era, Reiwa. With the Reiwa Era beginning at mid on May 1st, many people have taken the time to commemorate the events of the soon-to-end Heisei Era, which started in 89, whether it be personal achievements or trends in general. Seki's Hen- Henari neighborhood just wants to show special thanks to the Heisei period since Henari is one of the Japanese, written in Japanese as whatever those kanji are, which just happens to be the same way Heisei is written. <clears throat> the district wants people to not appreciate the old while welcoming the new, so the idea came about the putting air captured in Henari in a can, along with a 5 yen coin as the best way to give thanks. Because 5 yen means sense go in, which sounds like good luck. People people themselves you know, gathered the last of the Heisei era air and sealed it in the cans, which are being sold for about 10 bucks. And you can buy them online. And you can choose open them whenever you like. And eventually, during the apocalypse, there's just going to be a crap ton of these cans, and that's all that people are going to be able to use to breathe. And as... Has no one over there seen Spaceballs? Before we continue, I just want to say, as what Starlet Creation says, I can give you guys some Hey Say Air. I do hey it... Say! I do it free of charge. Oh, God. And uh... yes, Ari... Perry Air. <laughs> and 10,000 years of fresh air. The way he runs it, it won't last a century. <laughs> God. Okay, I think I'm done now. I, I have to say, I always question who's actually behind the Starlet Creations, you know, name on here. But I can completely tell who's typing tonight. Yaten. There are certain things that will be said, and I'm like, yeah, I know who that is. (laughs) Keeps me on my toes. I think we're done here. I, 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 we're done. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And thank you for supporting us. If you have any questions about tonight's show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post links to our 
convention reports, anime reviews, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay interviews, our podcasts, editorials, convention photos and videos. Check it out. It's all at AnimeJamSession.com. You can find our podcast on various sites like iTunes, Google Play, uh, any program you use for grabbing podcasts. Fire it up, search Anime Jam Session, and you'll find all of our episodes. A lot of these podcasting apps give you an option to, you know, give reviews. So if you want to do it through that, go for it. We appreciate that. And don't forget, you can find us on other social media sites such as YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all back to Anime Jam Session, so you'll find us there one way or another. And to everyone who supports us on these sites, thank you so much. We could not do this show without you. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. Well, I didn't have to use the bathroom during the Avengers movie, but Mm -hmm. I've been holding in for like the past half hour or so <laughs> as the saying goes free willy ew <laughs> last words Mako-chan um I am so freaking tired and I cannot wait to go to bed my last word my last words editing drinking water other stuff that's it we're done that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of our show, episode 405. Until then, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. night. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!